0: Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Bear Cave Studios for another episode of the Sports Frenzy Sold Out Podcast with your host, me, Freddie El accompanied by my co-host,
1: Stevie G. What's up, guys? I'm ready. You ready? And Anthony, the encyclopedia.
2: Gentlemen, this Sunday is hell in a cell, and we're going through hell to give you guys the latest and greatest in WWE news and wrestling
0: so we've got a special a special treat for you guys and we'll let Stevie G
1: tell you all about it alright guys so the treat we have today this weekend we have the Northeast Wrestling event going on the time is now it's happening at the Hudson Valley Community Center 110 South Grand Avenue in Poughkeepsie um, Friday September 14th at 8pm and we're going to have a bunch of uh, great wrestlers on the show that night um and it's being put on by Northeast Wrestling. And tonight we have Hale Collins with us, who is getting a title match against Jack Swagger. Hale, thank you for being on the show today.
3: Hey, no, I appreciate you guys. It's uh definitely cool you guys reached out to me. You know, I'm happy to be here.
1: Thank you so much. Uh we're all excited for the show. We got uh some big things going on. Uh we it was just announced the other day that uh David Arquette's also gonna be on the show as well as the hurricane Brian Anthony uh and, uh, your girl, Casey Cattell, that's also, uh, going to be in a match that night. Um, I heard that, uh, you know, you've been working out and hanging out with, uh, David Arquette. How's that been going?
3: Uh, it's yeah, pretty awesome. You know, like, um, at first, you know, like I wasn't really know how, like what to make out of like David Arquette, you know, like I was a, like, I'm a big horror fan, like, horror mm-hmm. movie fan, you know? So like, I know like Scream's not like the biggest horror movie, but, like, or the horror movie, but like I'm a big fan of the movie You know, and uh, so like I always respected him from that, you know. But um, really sure about the whole wrestling thing, and and when I actually like you know um, like when we when we got connected and we started like talking and stuff like that, like I like I like he he uh, invited me to the movie set that he's doing locally, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's really awesome because I'm a big fan of movies and Hollywood and stuff like that, and I've never been on a movie set before, and I always wanted to see how it works, you know, and, uh,
0: mm-hmm.
3: so when I, when I went there, you know, and, uh, met everybody, and it was really cool, everyone was really nice, um, when I finally got to meet, meet David, uh, he was so nice and awesome, and, uh, like, definitely a great guy, you know, when I first, you know, and then, um, you could just tell, just by talking to him, how big of a, you know wrestling fan he is and also like you know pro wrestlers are wrestling fans as well like i'm a huge wrestling fan that's why absolutely I, you know wanted to do it and you can to see the the way he talks that he loves wrestling like loves it you know that's cool and, yeah um, he definitely so, like, seems genuine and like you bring so up the screen movies to, yeah so he like he uh you know really wanted to train you know locally you know but uh, I trained at Johnny Rods in Brooklyn, you know, so it's not really that local, but, like, uh, he and I said, hey, you know, if you want to make a trip, it's only an hour and a half away, and, you know, we can we can, we can train for the day and get ready for our, our matches on Friday. And he was like, oh, that'll be the best. That'll be awesome. You know, definitely would like to experience it. And, um, you know, we went to Johnny Rods, and it was a great time.
1: That's awesome. And, like, like I was saying, you, you, got, you brought up the Scream movies. I I love those movies. And Ready to Rumble, one of my favorites as well. Um, so, yeah, that's, like, pretty cool. And especially since I feel like he got involved uh, recently. And like you said, he loves wrestling. He stepped up and he's doing his thing. He got his match with uh, King Brian. And um, – the, the build-up, the videos they, they have going, like, between the surprise appearance at the show last week and, um, you know, the promo video that I saw of them in the restaurant, like, really good stuff. Like, I really enjoyed it. And, like, I'm going to try yeah. and get to the show early because I want to meet him, too. Like, definitely seems like a cool guy. It seems like you guys are having a blast for sure.
3: Yeah, well, yo, he definitely has his hands full because I really wanted to get a hold of him. And um, I know he was interested in training, and I really wanted to get him in the ring to get him prepared because – you know Brian Anthony's been around a while, correct? Know, and, uh, and people, a lot of people don't know that, but Brian Anthony's like a veteran in the ring. You know, you know, and uh, and David Arquette really needs to be needs to be prepared because I didn't want to find out the hard way.
1: You know? Yeah, well, that's cool of you helping him out. That's really awesome.
3: Yeah, but you know, but believe it or not, like when I got into the ring with uh, David Arquette, like he has a lot of natural ability. He's definitely not a pushover. Like the dude shredded
1: you know, mm-hmm.
3: and and he, like, had a lot of, like, you could tell that, like, he picks up things fast, you know, and, um, and uh, Johnny Rods really liked him, like, David Arquette, like, gave Johnny Rods a lot of respect, and Johnny Rods, like, basically made him a lifetime member.
0: That's awesome.
3: I thought that was really cool, because Johnny Rods is an old school guy, that's hard to do, it's hard, it's really hard to uh, get on Johnny Rods good side when you first meet him.
1: And like the other thing I noticed real quick um, with David Arquette is like since he's been in the area, he's been very proactive with fans like people like, you know, he brought you on the set, which is awesome. And then I read an article on Facebook that uh, with everything going on with Vic Delicious that like he reached out to him and I saw I believe it was a Twitter post and he even donated to him and everything. He's a stand up guy. He's a really cool guy. It seems
3: you know that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's like uh, you know it was it was definitely cool because I can see like I can see myself hanging out with him all the time. Yeah, because you know? like you know he has like you know he's just a, a cool dude, down to earth. He's real. He's not fake. You know, like because sometimes you meet a lot, you meet people in like you know the entertainment business or you know like Hollywood or anything like that, and they just come off as like you know just like saying the right things, you know. But does it come off mm-hmm. genuine?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: But uh. Dave Arquette, he's just, like, a cool dude. Like, you know, you can go grab maybe a beer with him or something or, uh, you know, stuff like that. You know, it's just, he's, he's definitely just a, a real person.
0: You you mentioned you brought him in with you to Johnny Rods. What brought you into wrestling? How did, how did you eventually get to Johnny Rods, and what was your preliminary steps getting there?
3: Well, uh... You know, like, I was always a big fan of wrestling. I remember, like, when I was five, I watched it for the first – or four. I watched it the first time, and uh, I instantly became, like, obsessed with it in a way and watched it all my life. And then all of a sudden, I, I was, like, 14 or 13, I tuned in to late-night ECW that came out, at, like, 1 a.m. and I remember those days. <laughs> you remember that? Like, yeah, you know, that, the MSG channel or whatever kind of channel it was whatever it was. Yep. I don't you know, but like it came out at one a.m. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And I was like 14. My my brain was changing. I wanted something different. I was tired of the gimmicks. I was tired of like all that stuff, you know, as, as a fan, you know. So when I watched ECW, I was like, wow, this is crazy. This is awesome as a fan because it's so different, you know. Yeah. And so uh, I was just mm-hmm. like, um. So I just followed it from 14 to whatever, and I built my own ring when I was 9, built my own ring when I was 12, built my own ring when I was 15, and during that whole thing, I was like, you know, I just really wanted to be a wrestler, but EC, like, I was never a jock in high school, you know, I never could make, I I could never, I I didn't have the grades to be on a, you know, a sports team, you know what I mean, Mm
0: -hmm.
3: so, like, ECW made me realize that it would be possible to become a wrestler because some of the guys on that show look like your uncle at a barbecue, yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I'm like, Man, if they can make it, I definitely can get an ECW. So, like. as I got older, instead of looking up colleges, I was looking up wrestling schools, and I noticed that Johnny Rods, uh, you know, trained a lot of ECW guys that were the ones that were like really good in the ring, like, he had Devon Dudley. Taz Bill DeMott, wow. you Tommy yeah, Tommy dreamer you know and you had guys that just were like ADCW so I'm like okay well I'm not gonna go to some crappy school that I don't even know who's who I'm gonna go to that school
2: right
3: that's where I want to go if these guys went there that's where I gotta go you know mm-hmm. so I waited till my 18th birthday I snuck down to Brooklyn um, parents didn't know because they were totally would be totally against the idea so mm-hmm. I snuck down there and I uh, sat with Johnny Rods, and I'm talking to him, and all of a sudden, Big Dick Dudley walks in.
1: Awesome. Nice. I
3: don't know if you guys remember him. Maybe you guys yeah. remember Big Dick? Yeah. Yep. And he had, like, these snakeskin boots looking gigantic, and I'm like, what the hell? That's awesome. And, uh, and then he goes away. I'm like, all right, you know, I think this is the school for me. No. Um, I'm going to sign up. And I signed up and I delivered about 2,000 pizzas to pay it off. And, um, you know, I was trained there for like three years. But, like, I I broke, like, you know, the guys that were there when I was there, my alumni was really like, you know, Prince Nana, Matt Stryker, Boogaloo, this guy Lowrider, Mac Daddy Flex, a bunch of guys that, like, I broke in with. It was cool, but it was a long time ago, you know. And it was really far, three days a week. Two and a half hours there, two and a half hours back, you know, and I did it it that way for a good four years, a good three to four years, yeah.
1: Now, it's funny because uh, we actually did some research with uh, Northeast Wrestling. We were thinking back, my brother, the encyclopedia in May, bro, when we first saw you, that was back at Northeast Wrestling Autumn Ambush at Washingtonville High School back in 2009, bro. It was like Jim Nyhard and the Now versus Bull Dread, Rob Echoes, and Romeo Roselli. So that's how long we've been watching you guys. And it's been an honor because you guys are awesome.
2: Yeah, I still I still remember that first show. There was a ton of people with the Now t-shirts. And I'll be honest, I at the time, I was like, well, who are these guys? And when you guys came out, the place just became unglued. And then the funny thing was, after your match was over and the Anvil had his – had a little interview segment with Brett. I remember looking around for when the main event was starting, and all the people with the now shirts had already left. So you had, I was like, "Wow, these guys got quite a following. It was very impressive."
3: It was a lot of, like I always believed in us because I feel like you know, with with Vic Delicious, like I went to, we went to middle school together, you know, mm-hmm. and we were always like such big fans of wrestling. He was like the kind of guy who was a big. WV guy, big WCW guy, and I was a ECW guy. He was a jock. I was, uh, I was like a backyard wrestler, you know. But we were good friends. But we always messed with each other the whole way. But like we, we built this chemistry with each other that like we were like such good friends out of it. Later on, when we started tagging, it was just fun. You know, it was just natural. It was fun. And, you know, over the now, like, it was catchy. And the, and the fans just always, like, cheer now. And it was before, like, you know, because, we you know, it was before people saying yes. It was before, like, a lot of the crowd participation. Correct. Myself, what I really always loved was crowd participation. That's why I loved ECW. Mm-hmm. You guys remember, in ECW, the crowd, like, basically was the show. Yeah. Yep. Sure. And and that's why I loved going to ECW shows at the Poughkeepsis Civic Center. If you guys ever want to have fun, look back. I'm always in the front row wearing a Superman shirt with blue hair.
1: I have seen pictures and video.
3: Yeah, it's it's kind of embarrassing now, but it was cool at the time. No, it's still awesome, bro. (laughs) Like, I love the crowd participation. It was nothing better than the East of crowd participation. So I really wanted to come up with something where the fans could just really cheer and say. You know, because I guess my blood pumping. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I came up with the now – Thing and, and like when I asked the crowd when they want it, whatever their now was, they would say now. Hey, you want that? If you want to go grab some popcorn, grab it now. Go get it now. You mm-hmm. know, like whatever their now was, they said now. So yeah, it was really cool. You know, it was definitely before a lot of the crowd participation that we have now. You know, and that's that's
1: that's one of the cool things about it because like when you go to like you know a, a local wrestling show. The fan participation like they cheer the kids get into it it's awesome but like sometimes they're just cheering based off what they see and things like that and the now came out or even hell when you come out like as a singles wrestler things like that everyone knows and everyone gets behind you and the the crowd's going nuts um so that's something i always appreciate because it's like it's like you know you look at the wwe you got your what chance your yes chance things like that and it's like you guys had something at every northeast wrestling show and you still do to this date um, you bring up the ECW also. I, I I know you mentioned the Superman shirt and the blue wig and everything. I'll bring something up. I went to a Civic Center show. And, Anthony, what, how old was I? Probably like 15 when the whole thing happened? Was
2: that the one where we accidentally scratched up mom's van before we walked in?
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. So I was probably around that age. But, uh, hell, it was funny because um, – Sandman's coming out, doing his entrance through the crowd, the whole nine. And I'm infamous at wrestling shows back in the day to like, if I had a far seat, I'd try and find the empty seats like that are closer and try and move up. And here Sandman comes to each corner drinking his beer and stuff and you see me on TV in his face like cheering like, yeah, Sandman, blah, blah, blah. And he spits beer right in my face. (laughs) And the best part was, bro, typical me. I didn't give a crap. I still kept cheering. I was like, yeah, that's fucking awesome, you know? So, uh, you know that was my story of ECW, but like, yeah, like you guys, yeah, seriously, always have yeah, the
3: it's crowd. So it's so it's funny. amazing. ECW fans were such a family. Yep. That we loved the guys so much, so they were so we were so passionate about like, the company trying to make it because we were like we were fans that like I feel like the ECW like kind of like grabbed the fans that were like the misfits, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So like it, like we, we were we were misfit fans cheering for misfit wrestlers. Yep. So you could spit beer on your face. You're like, well, whatever. That's a misfit thing to do. I'm not. Gonna I thought it, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but if like someone like you know at the time, I don't know. I don't want to name drop, but like, you know, someone like WWE that was like pure pro wrestler WWE. If he did that, we be like, get the f- out of here, bro. Yeah. Like, get yeah. You fucking get out of here. Yeah. You know?
0: Exactly. So, so speaking like, of the guys that come in like that, like the WWE guys, how do you feel when you get the big name guys or the the guys coming off, you know, double d- WWE contracts or stuff like that, and they come into basically to your turf.
3: I oh, with a pain in mind, really, because, like, you know, um, uh, they usually, if, if they're wrestling for Northeast Wrestling, first off, um, I have never once really met someone that was right off TV and got to Northeast and they had this big ego. Mm-hmm. You know, the basically, you know, like, um, you know Michael Lombardi, like, he – would never let that happen, you know, mm-hmm. in a way. But, like, um, taking up a spot or anything like that, I don't care, you know? Like, if people get pissed about someone taking up a spot, then they're not doing their job, you yeah, know?
0: right.
3: So it's like, if you get someone on TV and they're over and they're making all the merchandise sounds and all this other stuff, then it's like, well, it looks like i got to work a little harder, man, or a lot harder because I can't hate – I hate haters, you know what I mean? So, like, if someone's going to hate on someone – because they got released or they wanted to go adventure off from the you know the passion indies and stuff like that and it's like you know you, you gotta respect that you know like you can't really get pissed at them because they stole the show mm-hmm. you know you gotta steal the show no matter who you who you're in the show with you know right yeah. so i guess some people get bitter about it but They're like no man if you're bitter about it then you're not good you know
1: now to stem off of uh, freddie's question um, is there any like of those like legends or people who have like you know left WWE that you've worked with personally? Like, who's your favorite? Like, who's the greatest to work with? What were they like to work with? Yeah, you know,
3: believe or not, Like, I really, or I'll still feel this way if I work them again or wrestle them again. Is uh, Matt Taven? Um, okay. Um, you guys familiar with Matt Taven Ring of Honor? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well,
1: Absolutely.
3: like him and I kind of like I like kind of broke out broke up broke out together. Like in Northeast, but like, um, it was cool wrestling them because we both want to go. you know, we both want to really do well. We both want to kick each other's ass, you know, and like it was fun, you know, it's fun wrestling someone that wants to go and like has no ego and really, really tries to bring the best out in each other, you know, and uh, that's what I love. I love wrestling people that are like that, but like now, with all his experience and everything like that, and I would love to wrestle Matt T again just because, like, up, you know, how far he came, and I feel like, you know, I could definitely hang with him and just to see, you know, just have fun. But if you if you ask me who I wrestled that pops me, then I'm like, yeah, that was awesome, I would have to say, like, I you know, people will probably be like, what the hell, what, is that, like, I'm going to say Sabu, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Just because, like, I wrestled Sabu 10 years later from when I graduated high school and I quoted Sabu in my yearbook.
0: That's awesome.
3: You nice. Know? So and I got to wrestle him like, in a in a ladder match. So like that was really fun for me and he was really cool and like he was like you know if, if you get lucky and hit me with something you better hit me hard because uh I'm going to hit you harder. So like it was cool that he wanted like really just go all out. You know what
1: I mean? you know. Yeah, and you bring up Matt Taven. Um I, I'm sure my my son, you and Matt Taven are the ones he always followed in Northeast Wrestling. And like when he was younger and stuff, always he would like go into school and stuff. Oh, I hung out with Hale Collins. I hung out with Matt Taven, like you guys were always the ones who did it for him. No whether you know, you guys were playing a good guy role, taxi role, whatever. Always you two and I thank you guys for that because he's like you guys are some of the reasons that he stayed into wrestling so long because I'm not gonna lie the little guy he's like he's not even as much of a fan of WWE anymore because he's watching it. he's like this is garbage you know so you guys he I've always been able to bring him to a northeast wrestling show he always looks forward and he'll ask if you guys are on the card I know you saw him a couple weeks ago when we were all at the wrestling under stars real quick got to come up to you before and stuff I mean I even have pictures of the two of you guys together at uh one of the House of Hardcore shows. You were in the entranceway um, at the Civic Center. And he went up for a picture with you. And um, one of the pictures I actually have is you two doing a stare down, which he's like six or seven. And, like, <coughs> he made me print that picture, you know. So you guys have always had a positive effect, like, on my life and, like, with my son and stuff, which is awesome. I thank, thank you guys, guys for that.
3: Well, yeah, you know, I always try to treat uh, everybody with, you know, I'm just happy to meet people that are really fans of wrestling. If you're And if you're at a Northeast Wrestling show, then you really appreciate wrestling. It reminds me of myself when I used to go to ECW shows because the people that used to go to ECW shows just really loved wrestling at the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You were there. Yeah. You know? Maybe you were there and you're like, this is the best because, like, I feel special because, you know, supporting these guys and, you know, and like, you know, like I know they, you know, have passion like I do, you know, and they, don't, they don't do it just for the money. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like,
2: you know. So, so just out of done, curiosity, uh, yeah, you've ahead. you've had a successful tag team with Vic Delicious as the now, and then we've seen you in singles action. I know Stephen and I have seen you get a few title shots for Northeast Wrestling. What is your preference? Do you prefer going singles,
3: or do you prefer being a team with Vic? Well, well, when I'm teaming Vic, you know, I feel like it's like the night off because we have so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I know when he's in trouble, I know, I know, like, I know when I'm in trouble, he he helps me. Like, it's just. I know what he's thinking, you know, so it's fun. And, like, we know how to feed off each other. It's just a big rock and roll concert out there when we're both out there, you know. Mm -hmm. And then, like, afterwards we go and, like, you know, maybe we'll grab something to eat. Maybe even grab a beer, you know, and just, like, hang out, you know. Uh, It's a lot of fun. But wrestling singles is, um, I feel like it's more like a, you you have to be, like, I have to be ready, because, you know, there is no tagging out. There is, it's just me. And uh, the one, the, one of the things that I found challenging transitioning to the singles deal is your endurance. You know, like you, there is no breaks. You have to have endurance. You have to have stamina. You have to have wind. You know, it's, um, you have to be really tough because right now everybody, all the independent guys, you know, I'm not going to call them independent guys, pro wrestlers really want to go. You know, do I have a preference? Um, you know, I just love, I love wrestling. You know, tag team's great. You know, but the you know one thing about the singles run is I never really had it like a, a long singles run like this. You know, and uh, I'm having fun doing it because you know I feel like I'm getting better every time I'm in there right. wrestling these guys, and uh, you know it led me to Jack Swagger, the guy yep. that's been a two-time NCW champion. Yeah, his act like his credentials are just humongous, you know. And this is a pure athlete. If you saw him warm up before his matches, it's insane, you mm-hmm. know. And he's a real athlete. And I'm not gonna say I'm not a real athlete, but he, you know, he's definitely on a, a different level. And hopefully, like my heart and passion and all that well, good stuff, really, really helps me because mm-hmm. I'm gonna need it.
1: <laughs> um. To stem off Anthony's question a little bit, you, he mentioned you teaming with Vic and having your singles action and stuff. Your feud with Vic, we we saw a lot of those matches live, loved them. Um, between like you know, you guys had uh, matches that opened the TNA show. Which going back to Anthony stating that uh, how the fans were are so behind you guys with the now shirts and everything. I remember that match was in the beginning of the show and Earl Hebner pulled a screw job. And Mm -hmm. so many people left pissed off, rioted the whole nine. Like Mm it it kind of comes full circle. Like that like in a way, like I understand it's upsetting to see your fans upset, but it kind of sees the it lets you see the loyalty. Like that felt good in a way, like probably, correct?
3: It felt good, but I got a lot of heat from it. Really? From the fans? I got buried bad that night. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Yeah, well what happened was like, you know, at the time, we were so we were so built up, and we had such a strong following. Um, TNA didn't really know who we were. They mm-hmm. just thought, like, oh, let's throw the locals on. Maybe they could sell a couple tickets, you know?
1: Which you guys sold a lot. I remember all the shirts and everything.
3: Which which was really really overwhelming and awesome, you know. But the problem with the problem was the, sh- the show started at eight, right? Mm-hmm. They put us on at seven forty-five. Gotcha. Which 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 I was very grateful. Yep. I was re- Appreciative. I like. I'm like. Thank you for the opportunity. You know. I'm. Just, I was really happy to be there because, like, you know, like it was. Uh, you know, they could have gave us a contract. You know. Yeah. You know, quit your stupid real job that I hated. You know, and, and just wrestle full time. Like the whole ultimate goal. But what happened was, I, I I'm just doing my job, doing my thing. And what happened was, all like about 100 people were pre gaming in the parking garage.
1: I remember seeing that, actually. I so, may have, too, for all I know.
3: Yeah, so, like, they were pre-gaming, and they're like, all right, you." when people pre-game, they wait till the last minute and race inside, you know? And when they came inside, the match was over. Oh. And, and not to mention, um, they we had 12 minutes to hopefully get the match done with. Which but you needed more ma- time
1: because you got such a build-up prior.
3: Yeah, in the match, we were told to... Like, we were like, all right, you guys better, someone needs to win in three minutes, you know. And and uh, so Vic just kicked my ass and, and got me the sharpshooter, and Earl Hetmer was like, he just rang the bell. We had a lot more. I really wanted to wrestle a lot more, so did Vic. But, like, he got me in the sharpshooter before, you know, got me in the sharpshooter, and Earl Hetmer just rang the bell only three minutes in, you know. Mm-hmm. So not only did the match not start at regular time, it started at seven forty-five, and uh, Earl had called a call for the bell three minutes in. That's so. The, the place, and and I'm okay with that. You know, I'm okay with that. I'm just there. I was very happy, you know, because I, I didn't have an opportunity like that before, and I was, I was happy to be there. You know, I walked to the back, and like, you know, of course, I say thank you and all that good stuff. Thank you for the opportunity. But the problem was, it wasn't in my hands, about 200 people in the lobby being pissed off because they think I got screwed, you know, like, like, used. But so then, go on, sorry. I was like, I was, uh, they, they, they thought like, like, like Tina used us, you know, and, and I tried to tell them, I'm like, no, it's not like that, calm down. But man, they were pissed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and so many people left. When they realized,
3: that was it. Yeah, I think it was like half the building left. And then then we got heat for, they thought we were telling people to go home, Mm
1: -hmm. you know. Which, then you did have like a happy ending, because later on, you and um, Vic Delicious had your match where the loser left Northeast Wrestling in the Poughkeepsie Street Fight, which you won.
3: Yeah, which I bled to death.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, that That was a crazy match.
3: Yeah, man, I was bleeding bad.
1: Now, I may be off here, Hale. Um, what was the match? I know it was in Poughkeepsie. I believe you took a ladder shot because then later on you had a nerve match and you still came out and fought. And like you had, you had been, you had to see medical staff in between, if I remember correctly, right?
3: Yeah, I hurt my arm. Hmm. Yeah, like, that. and I also knocked two teeth through my lip. Correct. That's the one. Yeah, so, like, that was the match with Sabu and, like, a, like you know, um, Tommaso Ciampa and, you know, Big Delicious was in there. Yep. Um, and, uh, um, you know, so we were all, you know, that was one of the best ladder matches i ever been in because we just went all out, you know. Yep. And, um, you know, my teeth, my teeth went through my lip, hurt my arm. And then I had to, like, go wrestle an hour and a half later. So I'm all cooled down, all sore, you know. And I go wrestle Matt Taven, who's on top of his game, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was awesome. And, and then and then like you know, everyone thought I won, and then the refs the refs screwed me over because like I accidentally hit a ref, he disqualified me. But you want know to you want know to know what the most painful part of the whole thing was? What was that? When Vic came running down, all happy that I won the belt, and he was like picking me up and hugging me and. Tossed me around, all full of joy, and I'm so sore. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm so beat up, and I'm like, dude, just let me down. And I know I, can't, I can't, I can't even pick up my arm right now, you know. Like, and uh that was that was fun, but then you know, the moment was shortly was short lived, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. And I remember in the crowd that night when you left after your first match, people in the crowd. We didn't know if you were going to come out because we're like wow he's legit injured like that like anyone who makes stupid comments which still gets to me with the whole wrestling's fake bs no it's not these you guys put your bodies on the line for the crowd and that night like i remember everyone's like we don't know if he's coming back for that match and when you did that whole crowd went nuts i i remember that i have it on dvd like that was, that was a bone chilling like night in general you know
3: yeah that was probably one of my favorite nights in wrestling you know because um i got to wrestle sabu not only got to wrestle sabu but like i know in a ladder match anything goes you know what i mean so it was real it was so surreal to be honest with you and and one of the most surreal parts is when i did the elbow off the top of the ladder the crowd yeah. uh chanting not only ecw but also like holy shit yep. you know a- so that was really cool but like when i wrestled Taven and you know, I had nothing left, and I kind of, like, small package them at the end, you know? And, and I got the pin. Yeah. Um, the, the, they, they they called it the Hogan Pop. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, when everyone just stood up all, like, real fast and went crazy. Yeah. Uh, I'll never forget that feeling, like,
1: you know? Yeah, <laughs> that night was
0: insane. That was yeah. So, now, you so, mentioned the ultimate goal before. What's What's your ultimate goal?
3: Well, I mean, um, obviously to, to be a part of a company, you know, that will be able, that be able to afford to wrestle with, you know. Right. So you can quit your, like, your side job. You know, you can quit being a weekend warrior and um, really do this for a living, you know. Right. So, like, you know, of course you want to go, you know, but it's changing now so like I would love to wrestle for Ring of Honor you know and I would love to of course love to wrestle for NXT you know those two are definitely two that I would love to work for because not only that but you get to work, you get to wrestle like good guys talented guys that really test you and bring the best out of you you know right so like in order to do that sometimes you know you have to be uh, in, a, in a organization or uh, you know that you'd be lucky to wrestle guys mm. that really, really want to go, you know?
0: Who's out there right now that would be a dream
1: match for you? Oh, man. And keep in mind, while he's thinking about that, Hale has fought a lot of these guys or been in matches with that are in NXT. Like he mentioned, like, Tommaso Ciampa. Like, there's, there's a bunch of guys that you've actually worked with, correct? Uh, Cedric yeah. Alexander, did you ever match with him
3: or work with him or? No, but I was there on his debut. because yeah. it was funny because I, I, if I remember correctly, I'm, you know, if I get the story wrong, then you know, don't shoot me. But like, like he went to a Bukit show. And I guess maybe someone didn't show up and he got put on. Uh huh. You, know? you know, like that. That's what you always want to do. You always want to bring your gear. If, if you get invited to a show, you better bring your gear because you mm. never know what can happen. You know. And he stole. He was awesome. You know. He really. He really, you know, he's one of those guys that just is a natural, athletic, gifted, intelligent person. Mm-hmm. You know, in a tag, I would love to wrestle the revival because those guys, man, they they get it. They're they are they are tag team specialists.
1: And WWE you know? needs to use them better.
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, but you know, you never know, you know, some times you know people think they're not getting used right but really they're getting used correctly to build something great gotcha yeah.
1: like long term
3: yeah like people don't look at the big picture like i mean look at daniel bryan he jobbed to sh- you know sheamus in 11 seconds look what that look what that happened to him yes right. you know everybody was like holy shit this sucks you know w shitty on you know daniel bryan blah, blah blah then like the next day the whole arena is chanting yes
0: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> you know so it's like you know some things are done you know are happening for a reason, but and in the singles I would you know, the singles you you always want to wrestle the best. It would have to be like you know like Kenny Omega, Seth Rollins, yeah, you know, like um, guys like that 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 will either kill you, test you, or you know, you know what I mean. Those guys are really good, man. So to get to be the best, you gotta wrestle the best. So
1: now you know. right random question about our random wrestler um kevin owens i know he had been northeast wrestling a couple times i think he did uh whole, uh house of hardcore sorry as well how is he to work with because i've met him like at podcast shows like with sam roberts and stuff when he did summer sam and things like that and we actually got pulled out pulled backstage to meet him and everything and always seems like a stand-up guy behind the scenes how do you feel working with him like have you worked with him before
3: no i haven't worked with him but i've been in like a so many shows with him, you know, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying, like, I, like, when I'm at these shows, I really wish I got, like, I would get booked, ag- booked against guys like him, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it's just, you know, it's not my decision, but, um, it just sucks, because I'll probably be on, like, 50 shows of them, you know, but, um, he, uh, you know, keeps to himself, but he's, like, really nice, you know, I was back, you know, he's really nice, he's humble, and, um, He's definitely talented. But uh, one thing that sticks out in my head is, like, I do all these shows with him. You know, we always, like, high by each other. And um, I was in uh, White Plains, you know, backstage for a house show for WWE, you know. And I'm sitting there, you know, just mind my business. And Kevin Owens came, like, you know, was walking by. And he said hi. And he called me by first name, you know. So that was cool. You know, like, you know, like, he didn't have to do that, you yeah. know, because like, he's, you know, now a big name and everything, but he still was like, oh, man, what's up, Hale? How you doing? You know? That's cool. So it's like, you know, I really appreciate guys that um, don't forget, you know, and he's one of those guys that's just one of those, you know, from when I – from what I witnessed, you know, from what I know, from experience, he's just a guy that's a very cool dude. You know? That's awesome. That's really cool. All
2: right, so um, I was doing some research about you just to make sure i done my homework because I know we've seen a ton of you in Northeast Wrestling. Um, what I came across, DPW Tag Team title win with Vic Delicious, uh, GCW Tag Team title win. I know you won the NEW Tag Team Titles, the Northeast Wrestling. I know Steven was there for that. I believe that was that Ice Time in Newburgh. Yeah, I've I was there you... for
1: that match, which is awesome. Awesome way to open the show. I oh, double, top. Yes, exactly. That match was insane.
2: And that, we know you've challenged Matt Taven and Brian Anthony for the NEW titles. So I feel like this Friday against Jack Swagger, this is like the possibly the biggest Biggest test in your career. So this Friday, what are you going to do differently? What's going to get you over the edge and make uh, finally get you to become that Northeast Wrestling champion, defeating probably what could be your biggest uh, test to date in Jack Swagger?
3: Um, you know, like the opportunity that I have on Friday is truly amazing because you know I started wrestling in Northeast Wrestling in 2006. I was 100 and 55 pounds, you know, and it was, it feels like a lifetime ago, and like, I've seen so many people come and, you know, have these title matches, these main event matches, and stuff like that, and to finally get to a point where I'm actually wrestling a guy like Jack Swagger, you know, it's like, whoa, what's going on, you know? Prepare for Jack Swagger is like, you can't really prepare for a guy like that, because like, his his credentials are just so big. Like how you prepare for NCAA champion, how you prepare for a guy that's trained for MMA, how you train for a guy that says he can beat Brock Lesnar in an MMA fight, how you prepare for a guy that got uh, homegrown from an a W getting trained by the best guys in the world, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Like
3: how you prepare for something like that. It's almost like you think to yourself like, wow, like, like this guy is Apollo and I'm yeah. um, Rocky, Right. you know? because that's the only way I could really compare the two, because, you know, I've been wrestling for 18 years. I tried, I've been in so many W camps. You know, I, I tried my best at everything. And, uh, you know, during 2000, 2013, really, the, it was like the dark ages. It was really hard to get a contract and stuff like that, you know. But social media has grown so much where, you know, I might have a shot here, you know. And um, sometimes I feel like I'm Dennis Quaid, in the, mm-hmm. You know, in the rookie. Yeah. You know? And and I'm like, well, like this opportunity is amazing. And if I could really hang and go the distance with Jack Swagger and really prove myself that I belong, and I know he's a pros pro, but if I really, if I feel like you know the the, the crowd behind me and you know all that adrenaline, I know I can just hang with him, and you uh, know, like you know I could you know could know, beat him. You know, and, um, but like just to hang with him, like his aggressive style him like shooting on me, his amateur wrestling background. Cause I know you, like, I know wrestling's quote big or whatever people say, but when you're wrestling a guy like Jack Swagger or like Kurt Angles or like Brock Lesnar's, mm. trust me, it's not fake, you yeah. know? So I'm just really hoping I get a lot of fan support here and I can not, I can like block out the pain and get through it, you know.
1: Yeah, I think you're going to do awesome, dude. I mean, us here at the Sports Frenzy Podcast, we're behind you this Friday. We're excited for your match, man. 100%. No,
3: it's just, you know, like, this guy is the real deal. And if I could prove myself here and hope, you know, if I could prove myself on Friday, you know, I really think it'll do well for myself. And, um, you know, and I would love to do well and show, like, someone's really, really really going for it from, like, our hometown, you know, and, like, I'm like you guys, man, like, I've been a fan of wrestling for years, and it's cool that you guys are doing this podcast, you know, like, uh, maybe wrestling wasn't for you, like, in the physical form, but you guys are doing something to be a part of it, and that's awesome, that's what you guys should do. Yeah, you
1: know? we're having fun doing it, just like you're having fun wrestling, like, I wish I could be in your shape and, like, be doing it, like, it's awesome, you know?
3: Yeah, but also, I, like, I'm not the best technically technical guy, so, like, what you do is awesome too you know look what happened i couldn't even get on this facebook messenger deal
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's all good bro so this friday night northeast wrestling the time is now we've just had hale collins on the show with us and bro thank you so much for doing this interview. You're like the first wrestling interview we've been able to have on here. And we truly appreciate you coming on.
3: No, no, no. I appreciate you guys like reaching down, like ask me, like, uh, it's awesome. It's really cool. Getting the hometown support. Like, uh, like people are like supporting me from, I haven't heard from in years and it's really cool. I think fries to be awesome. uh, it's kind of surreal that's happening. And, uh, I'm are really going to try to keep the momentum going and guy and people like you, uh, that believe in me, mm-hmm. uh, I'll never forget, you know, it's, it's really special.
1: Bro, and I appreciate it, man. Um, we also thank Michael Lombardi for giving us the blessing of having you on the show. Um, and, you know, this Friday, the time is now. You got, in the championship, Hale Collins facing the champion, Jack Swagger, Brian Anthony and Anthony Battle versus David Arquette in the Hurricane, JT Dunn, Brad Hollister, Karen Q, Casey Cattell, and something else I'm looking forward to. Vic Delicious is making an appearance to give the fans an update. And I know the fans are interested in knowing how he's doing because, you know, we've seen all the sore report he's had since he's had his injury. Um, so we're looking forward to the show this Friday, Hale. And once again, thank you for so much for being on the show with us. We truly appreciate it.
3: Oh, no, no, I appreciate you guys. And uh, thank you so much for helping with the show and building it up and uh, making something special
1: awesome we look forward to it i can't wait to see the show friday i plan to be there live in attendance in poughkeepsie ladies and gentlemen northeast wrestling the time is now again hudson valley community center 110 south grand avenue poughkeepsie um september 14th 8 p.m and um hail what time does the meet and greet start because i know you guys are doing a meet and greet prior
3: uh when the time is now
1: (laughs) all right (laughs) awesome (laughs) <laughs> alright guys so we're gonna be wrapping up with Hale for now Hale thank you so much and we hope we can have you on the show again at some point as I, I the Northeast Wrestling
0: Heavyweight Champion
1: yeah could we get like maybe a follow up interview and see how it went
3: yeah why don't you guys do it live on uh, Friday that that would be cool like you know just videotape it yeah yeah. we can get or something video. going video. Yo, I, I totally like wasn't so not now I called it videotaping <laughs> so good bro <laughs> <laughs> that's great yeah man I was so now me <laughs> <laughs>
1: alright well you have any last words for the fans before uh, we close out this interview I better hear them
3: loud yeah I gotta got hear like some serious chance, so I'll, I can get through this and hopefully and I will become the Northeast Wrestling Airway Champion by the journal and they will get me
2: sounds oh hell yeah.
3: Oh, yeah hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's awesome all right, brothers, that's that's it with Hale Collins. We thank you so much again for having us. Come to the show Friday. It's going to be a good show. It's a show for the family. You can bring anyone you want. Ticket prices are very reasonably priced. You got tickets between $20 to $50, and it's a good night out with the family or friends. So definitely come check out Northeast Wrestling. The time is now this Friday, 8 p.m. in Poughkeepsie. Awesome. Thanks, guys.
2: All right, so that was a that was a great interview we just did with Hale Collins. I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, Stevie G, thank you for hooking that up. Uh, that was great.
1: Definitely. Thank you guys for participating. It was awesome. I had a blast just now. It went great.
2: Definitely. So, um, again, if you're going to be there Friday night, check out our man Stevie G. He will be there.
1: So. I will definitely be there. One of us are going to be there representing Hale Collins. i uh, been a fan of him for years, and I'm looking forward to this show. You know, I, I, I love the conversation between, like, talking his matches with Vic, talking, like, you know, he brought up the impact thing, which is something I've always wondered how it all went down. I thought that was cool. Um, even talking how cool David Arquette's been um, working with Northeast Wrestling, some of the guys he's worked with, he covered a lot. And we appreciate him for that because I, it was a great, solid interview, and I enjoyed myself, and I look forward to having more interviews with him and more interviews in general. It's gonna be fun. It's awesome. Sports Ringling podcast getting on the map, ladies and gentlemen. Check Sold us. out. Hola hola. Check, check us
2: out. Let's go. All right, All right so th- let's get into our Hell in a Cell picks. So probably we're not gonna really talk too much about Raw or SmackDown this week because let's be honest, was there really anything worth talking about? I mean, I fast
1: forward um, to a lot of it. How about you, fellas?
2: I I watched and I shook my head and wondered what I was doing. Um, it, it felt it honestly felt like a commercial for Helen in a Cell. there didn't seem like there was much going on
1: and they had to jam it because they've been pushing the um The other the Australia show so much Yeah, Super it, Showdown. Absolutely. and absolutely. honestly, I still think in the last couple weeks the best thing to happen was that Undertaker show on Michael's promo like nothing's gonna top that for a while even probably so
2: Yeah, so before we get into the picks, I'll just give you guys an update on the standings. So Stevie G is our pay-per-view champion. He won SummerSlam. He also is our world champion, so to speak, overall. He's got 27 wins, 19 losses, and one draw. That's 82 points. Woo!
0: Fake news.
1: <laughs> Fake news, nice. Hey, the, I, I, I'm listening to podcasts religiously now, and I'm here every week, all right? I'm no longer Brock Lesnar's status.
2: Absolutely, you Roman Reigns status. No, no, we won't, don't we won't go there. don't do that to
1: me either, please. AJ Styles. Let's, let's go with Kevin Owens, since Kevin Owens could quit for a week and come back, and I don't know if he's getting away with it or not, but let's just call me Kevin Owens, since I like Kevin Owens, and he just pulled the same shit I pulled. We'll, we'll sit on that Eloso El is giving me an
2: odd look like he's thinking about it, and he doesn't want to give me what I want. It's not fight Owens, fight it. Stop, Stevie, stop.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Ouch.
2: All right, so in second place, uh, just four points behind him for the overall championship is myself, the Encyclopedia, 26 wins, 22 losses. And then bringing up the rear is the man of the hour, The and don't go with his NFL picks either, Freddie Aloso, 23-23. and 23. All right, all right, you keep saying that. 23 wins, 23 losses, two draws, 71 points. We will give Aloso credit. He did get the Jets pick right last week, or this week, I guess.
0: After the encyclopedia tried to call me out, he could suck
2: it. Yeah, you did pick the Bills, though. Oh,
0: that'll be the last time.
2: Yeah, that'll be the last time. At least at least I, I will say you guys did convince me enough in my fun little ESPN pick that I do to switch the Giants to the Jacksonville, even though I'm a Giants fan. Thank God I made that switch. Nice. Uh, you're uh, welcome. <laughs> thank you, sir. <laughs> All right, so speaking of picks, let's give you our Hell in a Cell picks. All right, so uh, – Let's start off with all right. So let's start off. Helen Cell. this match is over ten years in the making. Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton. What are you guys thinking, Stevie G? Why don't you go first?
1: Um, I, I'm a Jeff Hardy guy. Um, I always have been, but um, I don't know, like, I feel like Jeff Hardy. He's one of those wrestlers doing runs right now where um he's laying down a lot for new talent, and though. Randy Orton is not new talent. Maybe Jeff Hardy just has gotten used to laying down. Um, so I'm actually going with Randy Orton for this one, believe it or not, which is not the way I normally go because, like I said, I am a Jeff Hardy fan, but I'm going to go Randy Orton on this one. El Oso? Um,
0: I don't know. I haven't really been intrigued by this storyline. Randy Orton really just doesn't do it for me anymore. Uh, I'm going to go Jeff Hardy on this one. I got to start making up my picks somehow.
2: (laughs) All right. And to be honest, yeah, I I feel like this match is probably 10 years too late. Uh, I think it would have been bigger maybe at the very first Hell in a Cell event, although Randy Orton faced John Cena at that one. Um, I do think that Randy Orton's time is coming to an end, so... I'm gonna. uh, This is also Jeff Hardy's first time in Hell in a Cell. I'm, I'm thinking Jeff Hardy's gonna win on Sunday, so I'm gonna agree with Els also on this one. Sorry, sorry, DVG.
1: No problem. Maybe that's the reason I'll keep my championship. You guys betting
0: against me. So next up, we've got uh, the SmackDown
1: Tag Team Championship:
0: The New Day versus Aiden English
1: and Rusev. So. I'm going to awesome. go New Day on that one. Um, I would love to see Rusev and Aiden English uh, win it. I hope they do, but do you really give the New Day the belts that quick and have them drop it that quick? I mean, they gave them to him that quick because of injury, though, right? Was that originally in the plan? I don't think so, but... I'm going to go Rusev and Aiden English. So I'm going to take a risk. Forget New Day. I'm going Rusev and Aiden English. All right, um... I'm going to – I'm and I'm not trying to go
2: against you on this one. I just don't see them putting – taking the belts off New Day this quickly after they basically had them out of the tag team championship picture for a while. I think New Day is going to retain on this Sunday, so my pick is the New Day.
0: I'm going to go with New Day as well.
2: All right. So, so far, Freddie and I are on one page. Steven and I are on the other. So, Freddie – If your picks are right, you might catch up to Steven, but you might not catch up to me unless we start going opposite direction. All right, uh, let's keep it with the tag team titles. Uh, This time on the Raw side, we have the Dogs of War, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. Yes, that's what they've been christened, at least uh, uh, from what I'm seeing online, against two members of the Shield, the Intercontinental Champion Seth Rollins and Mr. Renee Young, Dean Ambrose. Uh, What are you guys thinking for that one?
0: First off, I want to say I hate their name. The Dogs of War. So dumb. So Mm -hmm. dumb. I can't even begin to explain how dumb that is. But I'm going to go with them. I'm going to go with Ziggler and McIntyre, keeping the the straps on this one.
1: Stevie G, what do you got? Um, Yeah, I'm going to go with them too. They're going to try and keep them looking dominant. So Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. Or, I'm sorry, Shawn Michaels <laughs> 2.0. You it's, thought I forgot about that? It's Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is Shawn Michaels. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm going to have to go with the man from Scotland. And Dolph Ziggler. I'm going to agree with you guys. Dogs of War all the way on this one. I uh, they. Uh, let's see how long until they split up this uh, incarnation of the sealed. I think it's probably Dean's turn to turn it, to uh, break that one up. Dogs of War retaining the belt. So I guess we're all in agreement on that one. Uh, next one. Let's go to another match that has let's, let's go with another tag team match. Um, this one for some might be the match they're most looking forward to. Uh, it's in some ways become the main storyline on SmackDown. we got a mixed tag team match. Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella facing off against the Miz and Maurice. Stevie G, what are you thinking there?
1: Listen, I respect everyone in that ring um, for this matchup. Um, I've been a Daniel Bryan fan, uh, Brie Bella fan. I'm still, a, I'm a huge Miz fan. Maurice, I've actually had photos and have met everyone in this matchup. Um, but my ultimate goal with this feud is to see. Daniel Bryan suffer a little bit because I hope it has a climactic ending at WrestleMania next year. So I'm gonna continue what I did last month. I believe I chose the Miz last month. I'm gonna go with the Miz and Maurice for this match and hope they beat Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella. And I don't like El Oso's face he's giving me right now.
0: I'm gonna go with Daniel, uh, I'm gonna go with the Miz and Maurice
1: on this one as well. Oh my God, we're a tag team over here.
2: Well, I guess this is like the handicap match for the Trivia Championship, if we ever get back to that. Um, I'm going to be going against you guys. I don't see them having Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella lose again. And let's be honest, if...
1: If Brie Bella's Dan- going to have falls like she did on Raw, they probably should lose.
2: <laughs> but yeah, sure. Sure. yeah, and well, that's that could be true, too. Um, but I just don't see them having Daniel Bryan lose two pay-per-view matches in a row. I think it would mean more when he's facing The Miz at Super Showdown for the number one contendership um, for him to lose there. So I'm thinking that Daniel Bryan will get the nod this Sunday. And then I guess this is a preview of possibly of my pick for Super Showdown. I think at that point you'll see The Miz become the number one contender. That could work. And that, that could, could lead to the storyline we are all hoping for. Miz all right.
1: getting the belt and carrying it to Mania? That would be great. Yeah.
2: Well, it could happen. I, but uh, that really depends on who is the SmackDown champion for that match. So let's get into that one next. Well, real Um, quick, I just
1: want to put something out there. I am a Miz fan, and I can't believe I'm going to say this because I have Dolph Ziggler. I have Enzo Amore. I have Kevin Owens. I have a whole bunch of t-shirts. But I've been a fan of the Miz for a while, and I don't have a shirt of his. So if he ends up winning the championship, I will buy one of his shirts, even though the current ones I'm not that impressed with. I kind of wish I bought the one uh, Hello, My Name is Awesome shirt. Back in the day, it was in Hot Topic and online. But
2: you, you know, you, you, we could we could expand that Kickstarter campaign for your birthday gift. We could get you Alexa Bliss cutout with the Miz T-shirt on her.
1: Well, we are not covering Alexa Bliss up at all. If you guys are giving me a cardboard cutout, <laughs> one of you wants to get me a shirt. One of you wants to get me a cardboard cutout. Whatever, that's cool. The fans, you know, give me whatever you want. All right,
2: all right. So now. If The Miz becomes the number one contender, or Daniel Bryan for that matter, who are they going to be facing in that match? So we have a rematch from SummerSlam, the first of a few that we're having actually at this show, AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. Now, first off, before we give our picks, am I the only one that thinks that the way this feud is developed, um, the heat that they got at SummerSlam, the way this thing's been played off, this match should have been in Hell in a Cell.
1: Correct, Yes. Yes, especially with the backstory, you got his family involved. You got his wife and kids involved. I mean, what they did at Summerslam, it was magical. Like I actually enjoyed it. Um, Samoa so Joe took it to a level I did not see it going to. Um, even the little uh, AJ Styles little girl like getting upset and everything, and his wife like you know participating everything. Pretty cool that they went that route. I mean, it reminds me of back in the day the whole uh, was it Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero feud at Summerslam. Yeah. It reminded me of that a little bit, but honestly, I think this was done way better. Um, that is something I will say. The original was not done better than what's currently going on. Um, <coughs> I would like to see Samoa Joe win this match, but I'm gonna go AJ Styles with this one because of the build up and because WWE 2K19 has not come out yet, and he's your cover child.
0: Yeah, I'm agree with Stevie G on this one again. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go AJ Styles. The phenomenal one sorry
1: right, right. i get it you're trying to win a championship so now you're sweating my picks a little bit he's
2: not going to close any. Let me gaps move my microphone so they can you. hear
1: you laughing at me
2: he's not going to close any gaps if he's picking with you though um Ooh. Ooh. Though, that being said i and this good but this also goes to show you the way the storylines developed they don't have to have these overly complicated storylines um this one's been kept simple the continuity's been there Really well developed it reminds me of the kind of storylines we'd see on storyline so or on NXT So I'm happy with the storyline itself I I'm gonna go against you guys I don't think WWE is gonna quite give us what we want just yet with a possible Ms. AJ Styles match and Miz winning the belt I think that they're gonna throw a loop in it and Samoa Joe is gonna finally get the belt on Sunday All right
0: next up we've got Ronda Rousey versus Alexa Bliss
1: I'm pretty sure I know where Stephen G's going. I'm going Ronda Rousey. I don't see Alexa Bliss winning. I mean, in my opinion, I still think Ronda Rousey got the belt too soon. Um, I don't think Alexa Bliss should have gone over her at SummerSlam with a clean victory, but I wish she would have had a victory because I think it would have been more magical to let her play the role that she claimed she wanted. That WWE... Um, was not to just hand her matches that she was supposed to build herself up to get those matches. Well, WWE screwed that up, unfortunately, because, uh, you know, she just got rushed to the top. And uh, I, in a perfect world to me, I hope Alexa Bliss wins, but I don't see it happening. I think um, Ronda Rousey should just hold it because they already took the magic away at SummerSlam that they could have had at Mania next year. So I'm going Ronda Rousey. As much as it hurts me to do that, I love you, Alexa. I'm I mean, gaining a finger from El Oso.
0: <laughs> I'm going to Rousey here as well.
1: Are you like shocked? That no, I, I, no I, I make logical picks. I'm not like, shocked. Sometimes.
0: I know you're you're logical. We're not gonna get a fuck this pick this week.
1: But, uh... <laughs> Wait, <laughs> yeah, is, when, is none, there a two five match? Because yeah. if there is, you probably will. I, I don't think so.
2: Yeah, none none of us are gonna pick. No of us are gonna pick our favorite team, <laughs> Pills, Um, like some people do. Um. So, I what I well, do hope for.
1: Cardi B is ass and throw a heart, um, a high heel at him.
2: I don't want
0: to leave him with a big, knot on his head. A <laughs> Big knot on his head. <laughs> but go ahead.
1: All right. Um. Anthony's but, on it to the rap scene. Do you get that reference? Do you know what's going on or no?
2: The only time I've known about shoes getting thrown at people was John Jones and Daniel Cormier back in the day, and I know Freddie knows that reference.
1: Yeah. We'll explain it to you after the show, then. No worries.
0: All right. All <laughs> we'll we'll just. We'll let it be uh, Machine Gun Kelly versus Eminem.
1: Yeah, that's another good one. Yeah. I like it like that. Yeah, there you
2: go. Cardi, Cardi B? Cardi B. Let's go. Go ahead. Go ahead, Anthony. Come on, I'm the encyclopedia. I'm not supposed to be cool and hip. Um, <laughs> as far as far as the picks, uh, the one thing I do hope out of this match is that Alexa does have a good match. I really want I really want her to have a match that people can go back and look at and be like, hey, this girl's got it because um, I think she... She has the skills to do that, and they haven't given that to her. I think this match might be might be a step in that direction. I think they've made her look strong on Raw, um, t- using R- Rousey's armbar, for example. She's she's looked a lot better, so I'm hoping we get a more competitive match, but I have to agree with both of you. Um, Ronda's the moneymaker right now for WWE as far as the women's division goes. Uh, my pick is Ronda Rousey.
0: We got two left?
2: Yeah, you no, know, we'll probably get Elias singing. We'll probably get Bobby Roode and Chad Gable teaming up. And oh, I hope do- not. And the rush, and they'll probably finally turn rude heel, which that's the only part that's going to be good coming out of that. But anyway,
1: give give Elias a match, please. I want Elias to have a match. I'm just, I love I love him in the ring. He holds that crowd. He has him cheering, and then turns him against him in a harpy. I love when wrestlers could do that. Give this man a match and a match that actually matters, because he's one of the guys that's the future, just like Kevin Owens and multiple other wrestlers are the future. Right. He's in that class. Okay,
2: let's, let's assume. All right, so I'm going to throw out two hypothetical matches they might add to the card. You guys give your picks. If it's there, great. It'll help us with this with this show and with the picks. Um, if not, then all right, we talked about a match that might be coming. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Kevin Owens.
1: Um, I would love for Kevin Owens to go over. Um, okay. Though I don't think they'll do that because Ms. McMahon loves his big guys. Um, so... Damn, I hate to say it.
3: No, I'm going to go Kevin Owens.
1: Forget it. I'm going to go with my boy, Kevin Owens. I've gone with all my boys from the other matches with Ziggler and Miz. I'm going with Kevin Owens. KO, baby. I'm going to go Lashley by DQ. Look at him being technical.
2: All right, so what, are you trying to get a bonus point if you got that part right? Damn right.
1: So politically correct
2: nice um i think the way this i i think right now the storyline the way it's going right now um it would be kind of stupid to have ko lose right now if they do have this match um that being said i don't necessarily have faith in the wwe booking but i'm gonna i'm gonna go against the grain i'm gonna agree with steve vg on this one i'm gonna say ko uh, the other one we did have finn Balor face elias last night on raw and Finn Balor won with an inside cradle. So there is potential that they could do a rematch there. If they run Elias you. if they run a rematch between Elias and Finn Balor, who's your pick?
1: If they run a rematch uh, with Elias and Finn Balor, um give it to Elias. Um Finn Balor, he's a great wrestler. Um he, you know, established himself in the past and in WWE and everything like that. And WWE's not using him correctly. So Put Elias over because you still have a chance with him. I mean, Finn Balor, you'd have to have a decently long buildup to get him back at the top. I mean, he had a great match with Roman Reigns like two weeks ago or two or three weeks ago on Raw. I'll, I'll go with that. But Finn Balor, he beat him. Whether Elias has to do a little team, smash a guitar over his head, whatever the hell you got to do, give him the match this time, okay? Because Elias is a great superstar. He's a great heel. Give it to him.
3: Okay. You're also gonna
0: go, I'm gonna go Eli- Elias. Elias.
2: Do you wanna walk
1: with Elias?
2: Yes, I do, which is why I'm picking him as well.
1: I need to get a shirt for him too. Well, All you right, so you then-
2: know, if you still wanna make a Christmas list this year, Steven, you're definitely coming up with options here.
0: There
1: you go. Alright, so uh, I'm one- a birthday and Christmas gift from him and one of them's gonna be from you, so I have three things now. Yeah. A cutout and two t shirts. Cool. Yeah, no no pressure there. Yeah. Um
2: Two people. So, the last two matches we have to cover th- do not involve anyone that Steven wants a shirt for. First off, the SmackDown Women's Championship, Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch.
1: Give it to Becky. Um, Is that,
2: <laughs> That's your pick?
1: Charlotte. Charlotte's your flairs daughter, so she gets everything handed to her, in my opinion. <laughs> there I said it. I know I've expressed it before. I'm going Becky Lynch. I'm going to do something that I didn't see myself doing it. I'm going with Becky Lynch, and I hope they give it to her. She deserves it.
0: I'm going to go with Charlotte Flair just because I don't see them
1: front runner.
0: having her drop it at Hell in a Cell. Somewhere else, maybe down the line, they build up uh, Becky's heel character a little bit more. But I don't see it being this quick. I, I feel like they're going to build it up a little more.
1: I, I'm dropping my championship with this show, I have a feeling.
2: It's all good. Um, I'm actually I'm on the fence with this one because I think Becky Lynch should be getting a title reign. I don't necessarily see them doing that right now. I'm starting to think that Charlotte's getting uh, to that Roman Reigns level where some of the fans are getting sick of her and starting to boo her as well. So she's getting that mixed reaction. And Becky's actually been getting cheered more in this feud than Charlotte has. But it's not about the fans, uh, what the fans think, because God knows we wouldn't have Roman Reigns as champion if that was the case. Um, I'm actually going to go out on the limb on this one. I don't think we're going to get a finish on this one. Uh, super showdowns already has this listed as a rematch. So I'm going to say we're getting, uh, we're getting a draw of some sort, whether it be a double count out or a double DQ. That's my guess. I'm I'm saying draw. All
0: right. And the final match of the card, Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman with Mick Foley randomly as the guest referee. (laughs)
2: <laughs> randomly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Stevie G, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman. What are you thinking?
1: Roman Reigns. I'm gonna go with Roman Reigns. I hate to, I hate to go there, but I'm gonna go there.
2: All right. I'm gonna agree with you here. Unfortunately, I think Braun Strowman's gonna be the f- second to announce ahead of time when he's cashing in uh, and lose. So, unfortunately, I think it is gonna be Roman Reigns this Sunday on pay per view. Retaining the belt, I just after all this time it took for them to pull the trigger and have him as champion once again, I just don't see it ending that quickly.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Are you with gonna Braun go Strum. with your Samoan. I'm gonna go with Braun Strowman. <gasps> I feel like we're gonna get a run in. We're gonna get a, uh, we're gonna get Ziggler and McIntyre, Shawn Michaels Sussis, Sussis, Sussis. <laughs> Sussis. And we'll, well get they, them in there. I mean, they get a new member of the Dogs of War. And, who's your
1: who's your predicted member? The other Wyatt guy that's still around? Luke Harper? Luke
0: Harper now. Or Bray Wyatt. I feel like it, no. it may be someone like maybe like Elias.
1: Are you trying to like say that we're getting a Survivor Series tag team possibly? Yes. Kinda early? Yeah.
0: They they know, have in an, the, in the
1: they, works. They have announced for Super Showdown
2: uh Six Man Tag Dogs of War versus the Shield, so
1: no no matter matter what if you guys take that match, right? And you have this fourth person that you're thinking, and you're thinking maybe Elias or someone of that sort. And then who's going to team with the Shield? Oh, I got an idea. Survivor Series, Kurt Angle shows up in outfit again. There you go. Since he's possibly coming back to Russell. Yep, full time. Um, full time. Do you throw him in the Shield for a Survivor Series match with these clowns? It could work. It can. It's a possibility.
2: Yeah, but then uh, I, I'm assuming that when Angle comes back, he's going to have some sort of feud with Corbin. So, oh, well, maybe Corbin's going to be the fourth guy in the Dogs of War. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. I
0: guess when, we'll, we'll see on Sunday what happens from this. Yeah, instead yes, of big
2: uh, instead of Big Dogs of War, they're going to be uh, Chihuahuas. Give me a break.
0: So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you guys once again for tuning in and listening to the sports frenzy podcast the sold out show
1: thank you thank you again to hale collins yes mike lombardi for allowing us to uh interview him um northeast wrestling this friday night the time is now poughkeepsie new york 8 p.m we said it like four or five times we're plugging it like we're plugging the wwe network and we're about this and we stand behind it so guys if you get a chance go check the show out it's going to be awesome and Friday night, we're going to live in the now. Definitely. So follow the
0: boys, Stevie G, 1218. Follow the encyclopedia at jew three sixteen
1: On
2: IG.
0: On IG. Follow the Sports Frenzy and Podcast. And Twitter, and
1: Twitter, and Twitter. And Twitter. Oh, we got a tweeter over there.
0: Follow the Sports Frenzy Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And listen, and listen, listen to
1: us listen. on Spotify, Spotify. iTunes, Google. Anchor, Google, Google. All Where, sorts of stuff. We're everywhere.
0: Wherever you consume podcasts, find us. We're there. You know, we're
1: even on YouTube. There is a channel.
0: Yes, the YouTube channel. We've got that going in the works, so we should have an episode coming out soon. So stay tuned for that. And uh, stay tuned for next week, guys. We'll see you guys later.